Hello. Today I've started my walk once again from the small settlement of Potterton on the outskirts of Leeds. It's a nice day. There's no rain forecast, high cloud and intermittent blue skies, about 13 degrees. A little bit breezy, so when you're on the higher ground it feels a little cooler. My route out took me up Potterton Lane and across the fields to a, a pub on the main road called the Fox and Grapes. Now I'm heading to some higher ground called Thornamore before dropping down into Thorna. I'm walking down a track away from the York Road called Mangrill Lane. There's a hedgerow on the left and fields filled with crops. On the right is a wire fence and dense deciduous woodland. About a half a mile or so from the main road, there's a path to the right and the left. The right is permissive paths that take you around the Brown Park estate. The path to the left goes through a field of wheat, an arrow path, steadily climbing uphill. We're already on higher ground, but I know from previous walks that there's an actual high point, imperceptible almost. This path takes me across the fields, where I'll rejoin the Leeds Country Way for my walk into Thorna. I pick it up just after it leaves Sawwood on the path coming from Barrick. From setting out about 25 minutes ago, I've been accompanied by a a red kite, high in the sky, just drifting along on the strong currents. I've now crossed the wheat field and there's a hedge on the right hand side and another wheat field on the left hand side. In the hedgerow there's just seems to be nettles, cow parsley, dock leaves, burdock and a grass that I discovered last year for the first time. I think it's called the Oxford Fog. An attractive grass grows tall and has seed heads about an inch or so long that hang over. And they have a lilac-y, purpley tinge when you see a lot of them together. Quite a pretty grass. I think Covid and, and the lockdowns that we had here in the UK have changed a lot of people in a, in a lot of ways. And I'm sure it'll take many years to get over people suffered with the mental health, their work has changed, their attitude to work has changed. And one of the things that has definitely changed for me is walking. As I've probably said already, I really can't get enough (laughs) these days. But I'm also happy to be, as I am today, on the edge of the city, in an area that people don't necessarily rush to, to go for a walk. But it's gorgeous. I know I say it every week, but it's lovely. I'm just reaching the trig point. The land does start to open up all around me. Uh, To the north now, I can see all of the woodland that I'll be walking back through. That's part of Bramham Park later. And then there are hills to the north and west of Leeds with wind farms, maybe 10 miles in the distance. You can see the trees over towards Sawwood. And just beyond that is Leeds. To the south, I can see the Fox and Grapes pub on York Road, the wind turbines at Hookmore near Micklefield, and again to the east, the trees of Bramham Park, Lockerview further. I think from memory the map says that I'm at 110 metres, and the trick point sits just at the corner of a field, just by a hedge, the usual concrete pillar. Blimey, did someone say it was June in a week? It's definitely a fleece on, fleece off sort of a day today. Much cooler on the higher ground in the wind. I'm looking forward to the lower, more sheltered parts of the walk. Just as I leave the trig point, the view to the north and the east 
opens up and I can see the Hambleton Hambleton Hills and about a mile or so away the road that runs from Thorna village to, to, to Bramham, past Bramham Park. The path now takes me all the way to Thorna which I can just see in the distance through consecutive fields of wheat and barley. I'm now almost back to the Leeds country way, crossing a field with a hedge on my right and a freshly ploughed and the ridges and furrows of a potato field on the left. I'm on the Leeds country way again, walking along Ellica Lane, takes me into Thorna and down to the main street. It's very windy. I came down the lane into Thorner, past the end of Butzgeath, which is where my walk last time headed back to Barrick. I've carried on now across the main street, up past the bowling club, the tennis club, and then very quickly out the other side of the village into open countryside. It's quite a long village, is Thorner, but not such a wide village. You can pass through it widthways in five ten minutes lengthways would probably take about 45. The path between here and Bardsey is undulating between farmland and woodland and luxury housing. At the moment I have a hedge to my left and pasture fields with mature oak trees in them to the right. Ahead is a house on a hill that is shown on the map as Oakland's Manor. There was a wind turbine on the hill on the left as I came out of Thorna. It was spinning so fast it looked as if it was going to come off its axis. I've crossed the pasture going uphill and I've now come out of the field into a path between two high stone walls. The manor is on my left and on the right is a, another pasture field. I'm on the edge of the village of Scarcroft and the next village is Bardsey, which will be the end of my walk for today. The path between the walls came out on a small road and there were the gates to Oakland's Manor and either side two gatehouses. Like with most things in this area, had now been have now been converted into very expensive housing but the path's lovely you're not on the road for long and you're soon into a, a, a meadow going steeply downhill with mature trees and I can see across to Bardsey in the distance Now walking down a road and it's lovely, there's a strong smell of garlic, trees on both sides overhead forming a tunnel but not much protection from the wind. The road I was on would have been a short distance taking you to the centre of Scarcroft village but we're not heading there, we're heading to Barnsley which is a little bit further to the north and west. So I've turned off down a little lane and then once more into pleasant pasture fields with a hedge and 
trees on the right hand side. The path follows a, a little valley. I'm now out into open countryside, climbing uphill. But the stretch I just walked along was quite pleasant. On one side were, at first, big houses with big fences. But this gave way to a farm. And there were cockerels crowing. There was some red campion growing by a log pile, which was very pretty. But there was an awful lot of Himalayan balsam that seemed to be invading the area. Crossing the A58, the path goes up the side of a row of houses. It's an unmade road, but the houses go all the way up the hill on the right. The lane eventually gives way to a path, which a little further on comes out at the top of a hill with a lovely view down to Bardsey and its ancient church sitting in a little hollow. It's very pleasant now, the, the wind's still strong but the sun's come out. I've actually just checked the map and I've gone a little bit off course but the Passamon will still take me up to Hedgehill Woods but from the road I'm walking along a disused railway which is the one I was on the last time I was on the Leeds Country Way near to Thorna. This is a lovely broad track in a, in a cutting, heavily wooded at each side. And it's the railway that would have run from Crossgates to Weatherby. And this is actually a section of the line between Thorner and Bardsey. I hadn't intended coming this way. There was a more direct path up into the woods. But it is as broad as it is long. I've reached a dismantled bridge on the railway that would have gone over a, a track. Come off the railway now, turn left, head back towards Hetchel Woods. I cross a ford and a footbridge and then I reach the actual woods. Welcome to Hetchel Wood. Hetchel Wood supports a wonderful variety of wildlife thanks to its location on the junction between two different underlying rocks, magnesium limestone and millstone grit. Limestone creates a specific type of grassland that supports a wide variety of species such as Dyer's greenweed and the Yorkshire specialist thistle broomray. The grassland is managed by cutting and grazing using rare breed Hebridean sheep. Bardsey Beck runs along the western boundary of the reserve and is bordered by wet woodland. The millstone grit can be seen exposed within the wood at Hetchel Crags. Below this is a mature oak birch woodland, home to birds such as tree creeper and black cap. Beneath the larger trees grows hazel and Hetchel wood has traditionally been managed by coppicing where marked areas or couples of hazel are cut in a rotation over several years. 
The process of coppicing creates diversity within a woodland, having constantly changing areas of recently cut open glades, scrub-like thickets and close canopy. This diversity of habitats in turn means that a greater number of species can find homes in the wood. Early purple orchids come up in the recently coppiced coops and butterflies take advantage of the shelter in these warm sunny glades. The borders provided by the Yorkshire Wildlife Trust. I didn't have a lot of time today, unfortunately, to explore Hetchel Woods. I think on my next leg of the Leeds Countryway, I'll probably start from here and allow myself a little bit more time to explore these beautiful woods. I've come out the other side of the reserve now and I'm heading in the general direction of the village of Bramham and the Bramham Park estate. Gained a lot of height coming up through the woods and now I'm back out on open farmland and it is very rural. Fields, hedges and woodland. As I probably mentioned before I take little souvenirs home off my walks whether they be pine cones or feathers and I am partial to a bit of ironware. I found a a lovely horseshoe once, or well, well, my son, one of my sons found a lovely horseshoe once in a field. Been there for 50, 100 years. I got an old bit of grate at home that I found once on the track, and I've just found a little piece of iron on the path. Not sure what it is, but it's got the initials GE something, and then it snapped. I've popped it into the outside pocket of my bag only to remember that last time I found a rusty old nut and bolt that's still in there. The path's lovely now, there's a, a hedge on the right and arable land on the left and I can see the start of the woodland and I'm not sure if the woodland is owned by the Bramham Park estate but it all runs into one now. There's literally mile upon mile of, of woodland most of which I'll be walking through on my way back. I'm now in amongst the trees, although on the edge of the of the woodland. Through the thicket to my left is a is a stone wall and then a field to the left. To the right is the woodland itself, which is Stubbing Moor Plantation. This is a flat area of higher ground, probably of a similar elevation to Thornham Moor that I was on this morning, maybe 350 feet. The field to the left on the map has the course of a Roman road map. I'm not sure where it went from or to. Probably going east it would have linked up with the, the Great North Road, which was also a Roman road, the main north to south route through England. But it's certainly an area you could see that a Roman road would have been built. linking one part of the country to another. Not hard to imagine on the day like today, the legionnaires and civilians and animals that would have been moved and food along it.
if you listen carefully in the wind you catch the noise and commotion from the long train of people I'm walking through Ragdale Plantation. It's very pleasant. I haven't seen a soul since I left Hatchell Woods. Seems to be something about walking on a Friday. This plantation's lovely now as the valley sides start to rise up at each side. There are tall but fairly young conifers and deciduous trees and the light streaming in. Dropping down into the valley through the woodland, it was really quite idyllic. At times you were level with the tops of the trees and then gradually getting lower and lower. All the time there was a, a small lake that was visible for just seconds at a time before disappearing. Hoping I would see it from the valley floor, it had disappeared completely. Coming up the other side of the valley, you come out onto the road that runs from Thorner to Bramham the one that I could see this morning from the top of Thorne Moor. You come up into an area on the map called Terry Lug. I've never been sure whether that's the name for the woodland or, or the area in general. But I turned right there and headed back towards Thorne. And I've now picked up Mangrill Lane, which runs along the western edge of the Bramham Park Estate. I'm following the wall on one side and a hedge and fields on the other. This lane goes all the way back to the A64 and then on to Potterton Lane. I think I mentioned last time it's fascinating walking from village to village in this area and not touching a road other than to cross. The network of tracks and paths must be one of our greatest outdoor natural assets. It really is wonderful, even though we've lost so much of it, we still have so much to explore without going near a road. Coming up this side of Thornamore, you get a real feel for how it is an actual hill. You can see its big mass from quite a way off, and the climb from this side is steadily upwards. 
I'm passing a wood on my left called Whittle Car. And a little further on, it becomes Jenny Sober Plantation. Every single name of a woodland in this country has a story to tell. Now there's a project. This seems like a good place to end this week's podcast as I'm nearly back at my start point. So till the next time, cheerio.